Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk Liverpool and what a ridiculous game. Watching some of the post-match reaction to that Liverpool-Newcastle game, it was, oh, what a game, what a game. It was not a good game. It was, an, it was a horrendous snooze fest other than for the last five minutes and that was all down to and because of Newcastle rather than anything Liverpool did. That was a... Uh, just a, a terrible game and really was just an advertisement for, for us this season, basically. I think it kind of summed up everything that it was, it was almost like a, that, that, that game was a personification of Liverpool this season, right? You know, Salah doing his bit, still kind of plugging away, able to get himself, get himself 20 goals again this season for the third season in a row, but lacking bottle, lacking the cutting edge to finish off teams, um, at the end there, you know, just, just hanging on, trying, hoping something goes our way rather than actually trying to impose ourselves on the game, particularly at the end. Um, it was just a catalogue of just, it was just a catalogue of absolute shit show. It was, it was horrendous, I think, from the first minute. And if anything, you know, some of the other defeats, they, they were, they were disappointing and it was annoying to lose those. But this, this game feels as worse uh, if it feels as worse. I maybe think if not worse because we just the the game was in our grasp so much. And you think about this now, and you think about the Leeds game as well on Monday. Like that would have been six points. Now in that race for the top four, that six points is huge, absolutely huge. And and we will one hundred percent. I I can guarantee this now. Look back at these two games in particular and say these were a missed opportunity because we were winning. We had, everything was where we wanted it to be. The game was in a position where um, we, early on in the game as well, where everything was going right for us. We got the goal. Both teams kind of, well, particularly Newcastle sitting deep. There was always a problem getting the first goal was super important against a team like Newcastle. We got the goal and then we just bottled it. Now, I don't know whether it's a mixture of um, mentality or just like, our kind of fragile mind state. I, I honestly don't know, but but right now we are we are horribly in the mud, and I honestly cannot wait for this season to end. Um, we, I just, I just, I just run out of stuff to say at the moment now because it's it's just 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 so bad. But let's try and go through and try and systematically analyze this game, right? So going into the t going into the game. Obviously, Fabinho again was carrying on at centre back uh, in the absence of uh, Nat Phillips, who was get out again today. Uh, that I think also played a big role into our control in the games. Uh, we've seen now in the two games uh, against Leeds and then against Newcastle, where Fabinho has dropped back into the defence, we've looked more uncertain and unsure as a defensive unit than we did for those games previously, where we kept a cu couple of clean sheets against Aston Villa, or not Aston Villa, and Wolves and teams like that, where we had Fabinho back in the midfield uh, and Nat Phillips and Kabak, a more traditional centre-back partnership, was playing there. Um, and so I would argue that maybe that kind of fed into it. But the most promising news going into the game from a Liverpool perspective was the apparent change in formation. Now, going into the game, there was some, you know, some buzz on social media about whether we were going to be moving to a 4-2-3-1 with the, the kind of front four all playing, um, where Jota slotting in behind Firmino, playing, playing up front on his own. Uh, but I think realistically in the game, the way it panned out, I think we probably played a bit more of a 4-2-4. 
Uh, and I think that was as more down to playing against Newcastle than it was us wanting to do something. Uh, I thought because Newcastle were playing a back five, Klopp thought, oh, if we only have a presence of one up front, uh, you know, Firmino is just going to get outnumbered there in that in that kind of defensive uh, in front of the centre-backs and between um, their defensive midfielders. So if you have two up there, you keep them a bit more occupied, gives a bit more space for all four of them, and it then allows Thiago and Wijnaldum to control the ball. And that's exactly what happened throughout the whole first half. Thiago, in particular, completely controlled the game, not only because um, Newcastle were not closing him down, but also he was able to pick those passes into those front players. He just had more players ahead of him to pick out. Because normally, you know, if you have Salah out, far out on the right, Mane far out on the left, Thiago from a central position is very difficult to pick out those players, and Firmino kind of just wanders around and is often occupied by one or more defenders. And so Thiago sometimes maybe finds it hard to play those passes forward, which he's become so renowned for. Um, and we saw that today. We saw that today, I think, because he had more options. He had Jota or Firmino with maybe one going longer, one coming in short, which just gave him an option, um, which also you know posed a few problems to, to Newcastle as well in the first half. But we got an early goal. And that was hugely important. It was hugely, hugely important. We've seen uh, the last time we got an early goal that early probably was the Crystal Palace game where we went on to score so many goals. And it was a fantastic uh, cross from Mane uh, and then a great touch from Salah and turning and twisting and just firing in. Uh, and that's what Salah is really good at, right? Salah is good at those instinctive finishes. Um, and you could tell almost as the game went on, based on the number of chances we missed, actually we needed those chances that were very instinctive, you know, one touch uh, and finish or just, you know, where the player themselves don't doesn't have to make up their mind. Because we saw throughout a number of times in the first half chances where players had a bit of time to find a finish and they, they bottled it due to, you know, mainly lack of confidence, right? We saw Sadio Mane where he could have just played the ball past the goalkeeper, try and go around the goalkeeper and then Dubravka saving it. We saw Jota snatching at the ball a couple of times where he could have laid off to, to another player pushing it wide. Uh, it was just kind of synonymous of a team and a, particularly an at attack force that was just absolutely low on confidence. And, and ultimately, they cost us this game. Yes, defensively, we made some mistakes at the end which allowed them to score one, if not two. We'll talk about that a bit later on. But but I, I, I put the full blame for this draw and the dropping of the points on the attackers. We had We made enough chances particularly in the first half to completely put this game to bed and even in the second half we made a couple as well and um, ultimately it was down to missing those chances that we uh, we, we threw away three points in this game but again as the first half went on we were gaining more and more control Thiago was having the ball I think what we saw uh, towards the tail end of the first half and the beginning of the second half was the disadvantage of playing that formation the 4-2-4 where actually as Newcastle started to get a little bit braver and started to push further up the field as the game went on um, they were out running our midfielders so Thiago and Wijnaldum, who aren't necessarily the most uh, defensively minded, they can get around the pitch, but um, you know you really need a Fabinho in there, who's very much a defensively midfight, um, defensively minded midfielder, uh, and they started to get overrun through midfielders running beyond them, uh, Newcastle players playing around them, um, and Klopp reacted to that fair play to him in the second half by bringing on James Milner. Um, taking off Diego Jota, who was having a bit of a mare in the second half. But that really helped um, the second half, right? It, it really helped um, stop us getting overrun in the midfield, going back to our kind of traditional 4-3-3 formation. And we controlled a lot of the game. I think another area where we, we kind of missed the trick in that game was in that period where we basically shut Newcastle out. We were just content to keep the ball. 
we were content to keep the ball, hold on to it, pass it around, play it left to right, left right to left, um, without really causing Dubravka any challenges. And the only, the only real chances we had that I can remember where we got close to them was either you know a bit of luck or a mistake by them. And I think that that again was a key part of how we lost this game because we we rather than going for the kill at that point. You can tell the fragile nature uh, of the mindset of the players that they were kind of just going, okay, well, we've got one goal. Let's just hold on to this. You know, let's not commit a little bit too much in the risk of um, possibly going and conceding one at our end. <clears throat> and Allison also as well, I have to call out, made some really, really important saves and arguably, you know, made the save for the disallowed goal as well. Um, and again, you know, the fact that he was having to make these saves to keep us in the game is, is just crazy. And um, it was just, just mistake after mistake throughout the game and as I said I, I put the blame on the on the strikers for not putting the game away but there are so many mistakes from the defenders as well Fabinho and Kabak as well both getting yellow carded for cynically taking out Sam Maximan who looked very very good today uh, just a threat every time he got the ball but just yeah it was it was it was honestly a catalogue of errors from us and I, by the way I do not think we deserve to win that game at all I, I'm actually kind of glad we we drew if not we deserve to lose I think because we cannot play like this. If we continue to play like this, our mindset is just is, is so in the mud that we will continue to just draw and lose games. Um, and the more we kind of play like this, the more difficult it will be for us to to even um, even score. And if we don't score and we're yet this fragile at the back, you know, we're just going to lose our games. And we've, we've only got really one more difficult game in the season left against Manchester United, which... Yes, they've got a Europa League game in the week as well, but I, I, you know, I'm not going into that game with any high hopes. Uh, we're playing teams in the bottom half of the table, which inevitably you think, you know what, we should do better against. But this season, we've just struggled so much against those teams. Um, and yeah, I really don't fancy our chances of uh, particularly securing the top four now. And I think our best chance might actually be dropping further down and, and hopefully missing out on Europe. And I heard about this conference league. I haven't really heard too much about it, but I hopefully we miss out on that as well because I really don't want to go into the Europa League. I just I, I just can't be asked with the Europa League. But anyways, let's talk about the end of the game because that's really where it hotted up. Newcastle were putting on the pressure. We just kept sat, sitting back, as I was mentioning earlier. We had no intention of going to try and score a second goal. We wanted to hold on to the one goal lead, uh, and ultimately we were, we paid for that. We paid we we paid nearly the ultimate price for for that approach. And um, Callum Wilson was able to get through right in the middle of our defenders, running through in behind. And uh, it was a great save by Allison. You know, he made some fantastic saves in this game. But uh, it ricocheted back to him uh, almost immediately. Uh, and he was able to bundle the ball in. Um, VAR disallowed the goal for a handball, which is just ridiculous beyond belief. Now, I know I'm a bit pissed at Liverpool in this game, but I, I'm, I just, I really don't understand that decision. We had a lot of talk, obviously, this week about, you know, the Super League and everything like that stands for ruining football. But those types of VAR decisions will ruin football. You know, Florentino Perez talked about turning 16 to 24 year olds off the game. Stuff like that which nobody, not even the experienced players, can explain, needs to get out of the game. Um, there is no space for, for stuff like that in the game, and, and it just ruins it ruins everything. It ruins the drama, and when there's no drama, um, you know, it's just, um, it, it's terrible. It's terrible. When everyone's talking about the decisions, it, it's just not a good thing. But again, even after that huge warning and that huge let-off, nothing changed. We sat back 11 men behind the ball, and we said, Newcastle, come on 
try and score against us, which ultimately they did with Joe Willock. Why could we not? We had we had the players on the, we had the players on the park that could get the ball, pass it round for three minutes, right? Keep the ball in the corner, whatever it is. It doesn't matter. We're not in a position where we can play fa- we, we in the luxury of playing fancy football. Let's get the ball in the corner. Let's string a few passes together. Get the ball as far away from our goal as possible. But no, what we did was we invited a whole heap of pressure onto us. Um, and ultimately, yeah, ultimately we paid the price. It was a, a good header. I'm not sure who the header was, but it, they beat Andy Robertson in the air. Uh, it fell to Joe Willock, and, and he looks like he's just been <laughs> been amazing at putting to, putting together last minute goals over the last couple of games. And and you know, fair play to Newcastle. They'll they'll feel hard done that they they they'll feel hard done by that they didn't get the win. Um, but yeah, as you can tell, guys, I'm I'm very 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 frustrated. I mean, no shout out to Klopp because I I think he'll be as pissed and he knows the issues as much as as much as anyone else. And the mentality I think is the biggest reason of this. But we've got a week off now. Obviously, with no European football, uh, we go against Manchester United next, which will be a very tough game. Uh, I definitely don't I don't. I'm not too optimistic about that game at all. But um, yeah, guys, uh, tune in for the next episode of Let's Talk Liverpool where hopefully uh, we get a better result. But uh, yeah, thank you all for listening and I'll catch you guys on the next one.